Welcome to the Lawn Care Together podcast, a podcast for new or experienced lawn care professionals looking for lawn care, business, or life tips. This podcast is brought to you by Blades LLC owner Alex Counterman so that we can learn together. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to today's show. Today's show, we are going to be talking about snow plowing. I wanted to talk about snow plowing in the last episode, and I got carried away talking about other stuff. So what I wanted to talk about with snow plowing was, um, I mean, we actually had our first day of snow plowing the other day. Um, We decided that we were going to do it. I don't know if I had mentioned it before. I had bought a Avalanche DK2 snowplow off realtruck.com a while back, and that's no advertisement for anybody there. That's just what I did. That That is exactly what I did is I went on and I financed a plow because I got sick of having a shovel last season when or last year when it was, you know, 18 to 22 to 24 inches, and we got two back-to-back 12-inch storms, and it was wet, and it was heavy. And I just, I couldn't get it all up and the, the snowblower wasn't doing the trick anymore and I was just having all these issues and I was tired, you know, I didn't want to do it. Now I paid, I had paid a friend to come and plow the one time and then after that I said, screw it, I'm buying a plow. And so I bought the plow and I bought the mount to go on the truck for my, uh, for my Ram 1500, which I mean, anybody that knows snow plows know that you really can't put a snow plow on a Ram 1500. Um, it's not the Hemi either. So it's just, you know, a half ton truck. It's really not getting the job done. It's not going to have the capability necessarily to be able to plow um, with a seven, 800 pound plow on the front. So the DK2 or the Avalanche DK2 is actually only about 300 pounds. It goes on the front and kind of hangs out. It's on a two inch hitch receiver on the front of the truck. And I'm pretty sure you can buy a, uh, uh, like set amounts to go on the front. So then the, uh, the bar, the run across the cross member bar is you, you can mount directly to that. But what I had did was the two inch receiver because it just seems so easy. And, you know, looking back, I, the, I want to buy the bar now and the bar is $200 and, you know, it's just $200 and it would probably save me a full, like a lot of headaches because I am having issues with the two inch re- or receiver and I feel like it's bouncing around too much. I got to buy headlights for the thing now because it's hard to see in the dark. So, there's a lot of things that have to happen for this plow, but it's getting the job done. And like I said, so it it's a home plow, really. It got to change the direction manually. It lifts up and down by hydraulics, um, by a wireless receiver from the truck. Um, that That's the cool part is it is wireless to go up and down. And that's really kind of all you need. But it does go up and down slow. And I think that has to do with the fact that it is a wireless system. I think if I were to hardwire it, it would probably act a little bit faster. But I mean, albeit I got a plow, it works, it plows my driveway, it plows my parents' road. That was what I wanted. I wanted to be able to, you know, get me, my brother, my my parents' driveways kind of out of the way. Nobody really has to worry. It was definitely not a business purchase when I did this. But then we decided to go into business and that's when I started having the business pay for the plow. So I might not have been earning the money that was going towards the plow and, you know, maybe we were shorting the business out on money, but the, it, it's technically, I mean, it's a, it's being used for business now. And so I saved myself two grand, which is about how much the plow was. It might, I, I believe it was about two grand. And I mean, the, it was almost $200 a month for 10 months. And that was 
would have been money out of my pocket. So it was cool, you know, having the business to be able to pay for that. But then we weren't really getting use out of it. So it kind of hurt, you know, just making this payment from the business, $200 every single month, like to something that we weren't making money on. But now here we are, you know, it's paid off and it snowed the other day and we had a about an $800 day and we were only out for, I mean, from realistically seven o'clock, we went out early, but we also took a breakfast. So we were out from about seven o'clock until two thirty, three o'clock and you made, made 800 bucks and there was two of us in the truck and there really didn't need to be two of us in the truck, but it was our first time plowing and we wanted to kind of, you know, do it together and take care of everything. So the fact that we were able to do that was just awesome. Now, there was things that I implemented when we were plowing that I, you know, I wanted to make sure like we had a salt spreader because if we were doing the driveways and any parking lots, because we actually have a church parking lot that we do for a friend who um, also owns a contract company and he pretty much just gave it to us. I wouldn't even say we're subcontracted. He literally said, take it. Um, they don't really care. I've never talked to them. They just want it plowed anytime it's over two inches. So we're doing that. And so if they want salt, we'll give salt, but really they just normally want it plowed. Um, so, I mean, it's a pretty sweet gig. It's right up the road from my parents' house. So it, we're already over there. It doesn't take very long. So it was, it was pretty cool um, to be given that. But I mean, realistically, if we could get a better truck and have a plow set up all the time, it would be so cool to just be able to hop in the truck and go um, send somebody or, you know, not run into issues like we ran into uh, today. I mentioned it in the podcast before um, the previous podcast that it started snowing and my dad was kind of on the fence like, Hey, I might need to switch trucks with you if it gets to too much. Um, he didn't end up going to see my brother in Penn state, but he was home and he was getting a message about plowing from this one uh, customer that's already out of our radius to begin with. So we already had to consider whether or not we were going to do it. And they were the only ones asking for plowing. So the problem really became that they wanted us to come up and plow because they wanted to go to New York or something, or I don't know. It, their driveway wasn't very long, but the amount of time it would take us to drive out there to do one driveway um, in an area that was already outside of our radius for 50, 60 bucks, it, it would have taken two or three hours between trading out trucks, going to put the, the, uh, the plow on and then going out. So we made an executive business decision not to do it. And I mean, that, that is what it was. Now, I think my dad might have gone out to salt a driveway. That might have been different. He already had the salt spreader on the back of the truck, and that was five minutes from our house. And again, this is why it's good to keep that tight radius, because if you keep a tight radius, you can get to these jobs and get in and out and make the money that actually is there to be had, rather than spending two hours to drive out for a $60 job, and now you're only getting $20, $30 an hour because it's taken too long, and there's no money in that and you got to consider your overhead costs and everything. And it wasn't a plowable storm, but the customer just didn't want to go out and shovel. And I I can see some people being like, well, if it's, if it's anything that the customer doesn't want to shovel, then it's probably a plowable storm. And I just, I'll be honest with you. I just don't think they like the cold and I mean, who blames them, but you know, going out and doing manual labor definitely sucks. And I, I'm pretty, I would say that they were capable. We plowed uh, for them last time and, you know, he, he came out with a shovel and cleared out some spots around the car so he could move the cars. So I think for, I mean, we got a, a half inch dusting. So I, I don't know. I don't know whether to feel bad. I mean, I think it's uh, the businessman in me that just says, you know, it's not worth it. I'm sorry. And we, we just can't do it today. But 
you know, it is what it is. So I just wanted to do, you know, a little short, sweet episode today on plowing, um, just kind of us getting into plowing, you know, what kind of plow I had. So kind of already talked about that. And then one thing that I actually implemented when we started plowing from the get-go on our first uh, first storm is kind of a, a log. I know I mentioned in one of the podcasts is like doing logs about, you know, your time in, time out. So I had uh, put a shift. So I was actually going to be able to, anytime it's snow, put these in a binder and then see how many storms we actually had this season. Um, I could track our efficiency throughout the season our repeat customers, I could put the addresses in, the time in, the time out, um, it's, if we use salt or not, um, or sand. Um, the other thing in there was like, you know, how, how much of the material did we use two, three bags of sand or two, three bags of salt or one bag? Did we do the driveway? Did we do the sidewalks? Was it a road? You know, was it other, like a parking lot or something along those lines? Um, I have a, a spot in here for pavement condition, and that meant clear, snow-covered, or icy. And I would say that that was, this is something I found online um, that I thought was a pretty good log sheet. But I don't know if I'd track pavement condition in that regard. I feel like I would really like to perf- like have a log on whether it's, you know, a rock driveway or broken asphalt or if it's newly paved or if it's like stone, like cobblestone or something like that or a brick driveway that I would probably want to be a little bit more concerned about or a little bit more careful. Um but this was just tracking weather conditions and, you know, whether or not, like, if it's an icy driveway, it's not easy to, or something that really you can plow very well um, versus a snow covered, you you can plow pretty easily. And then I didn't really know how to interpret it because, again, I found this online and I'm like, well, is it pavement condition after you're leaving or pavement condition, like, before you get there? Because um, I can see where you, you know, you plow and un- the underlayer is ice and, you salt it, but you still say like, okay, it was icy when I left or cause like, I mean, I feel like that gives you a little bit of account- or accountability or liability knowing like what the conditions were. Like you can prove that you either evaluated it and it was clear or you can say like, yes, I knew it was icy. Um, we asked the customer if they wanted salt and they neglected or rejected salt. Um, you know, I don't know. It a little bit like, you know, covering your, yourself, but it might be something worth uh, tracking. So I put it on there um, when I kind of copied what they did. And the other thing on here was weather observations. So, you know, was it sleet, like freezing rain? Is it raining? Is it snowing? Like yeah, The day when we actually were plowing, it was, it had snowed all night. Oh, actually it had rained for half the night. So it was, it was really heavy. It wasn't like slush. Um, it was still snow on the top layer and most, most of the way down to the ground, but it was definitely dense. The material was dense. Um, and it, it was raining, uh, probably from about eight to 10 a.m. And then it started snowing again between 10, 11 and kind of snowed for a couple more, a couple more hours, but it was just flurries for the rest of the day. So it wasn't too bad, but just things like that that you can, uh, put in there. And then, uh, drifting was also another one or clear. So when you're plowing, was, was it not snowing anymore? Um, drifting though was, you know, that wind that blows the, the snow around. And actually I was just experiencing that today. Um, and today is Saturday as I'm recording this. What had happened was I was actually at my job and, you know, they took care of all the sidewalks. They're actually really good about it. A company is pretty much here to handle the sidewalks and parking lot at all times, um, in the winter. So it's kind of sweet, but, 
the one sidewalk is in like kind of a wind tunnel area where like you come into the or the uh you pull onto the site and there's a building on your left and trees on your right and the wind kind of blows in between you know it swirls up and all the snow from the the roof and from like the little bit of an opening um there's kind of a field in between like the road and the building and like the sidewalk and it was blowing all this snow back onto the sidewalk to the point where there was like three or four or maybe even five inches of snow on the sidewalk even though they were salting and you know they brush off the sidewalks and everything the drifting was crazy and so sometimes it's worth noting um, you might have a two-inch storm, but if they're in an area that gets heavy drifting, the driveway might have six inches on it. And I mean, maybe that's good to know for next time, or maybe that's good to just, you know, when you're logging it, you can explain to the boss or whoever is uh, in charge, like, hey, I know I said that that driveway was, you know, 128 square feet, and it should have been really quick. Actually, not 128 square feet is like ridiculously small. It's 10 by 10. Um, but still, it, you have some square footage, you know, you're going to be in and out. You could probably be in and out in 15 minutes because that's what you do for anything that's, you know, let's say a 500 square foot driveway. You know, you'll be in and out in 15 minutes, but this one in particular took a half hour. And it's like, well, why? Because it wasn't two inches. It was six inches because of drift. And, you know, they might reevaluate and call the customer and be like, listen, you're in a heavy area of drifting. If it's windy, we might have to charge more um, just based on what we're pushing off the driveway and not just what, you know, is sitting on your deck in the back where you you get no wind or something like that. So there's a lot of things you consider when you're snow plowing. And I just think logging it and, you know, having that data and, you know, I actually threw price in as a column as well. So we could track how much money we were making or how much each crew, if I was using this log sheet for multiple crews, how much each crew was producing in a single day. Um, you know, you could always swap out routes to make sure that, you know, you kind of keep it even. Um, maybe you want one to produce more than another. Maybe, you know, certain jobs are just making more than others. Maybe you're throwing them on a commercial run and the others on a residential run. So you might track something along those lines. Um, and then I, I added a, a comment section in my logbook as well for any unsafe property conditions or unusual circumstances. I don't know. Say you have a hill or there's water that runs over the driveway in one specific spot, but they said that they didn't want ice, but you recommended it. You could always write something like that there or... I don't remember 100% what we had put. I know there was some cases where we just kind of put little notes in there as well. And I did put like a shift comment section as well. So we actually had to stop at Ace Hardware to get a part for the plow. We were missing a uh, a bolt that allowed me to pull the, pull the angle adjuster out. And you could still pull it out, but it was hard. But I would rather just fix it correctly. So we went to Ace Hardware and bought nuts and bolts. And I put those in and it worked flawlessly now. But I added that in there so that we could subtract that from our total for the day so that we knew how much we were making because there was required maintenance on the day. And I just wanted to be, you know, have that somewhere to be able to track it other than just a receipt that might go missing. So, you know, overall, again, it was about an $800 day. It worked awesome. We had a good time and I got to use the plow. So I can't really ask for much more. Um, I would recommend snow plowing to just about anybody uh, who is thinking about it if you're in the lawn care industry. And if you're not, maybe it's a good thing to get started with. If you're in a freak storm every two years or something, I wouldn't go out and buy a plow just and get all uh, plow happy and excited and hearing a podcast about snow plowing or, you know, watching any videos on YouTube. But I definitely recommend for someone who gets it frequently, think about plowing, think about getting a plow truck or designated plow for maybe your landscape truck. Or if you're kind of trying to build I mean, the home plow 
was cheap. It's not the best option, but you know, two more storms, it pays for itself and I have it. So I, I'm excited to see, you know, what it can do, where we can go with it, how much money it can make us and, you know, kind of break it down. Obviously something a little bit more heavy duty and actually heavy is probably better in the long run, but this is all part of getting started and, you know, having residential equipment to work my way to commercial equipment. And it kind of like, it kind of sucks because sometimes I just want to make the dive right into the commercial equipment when we're using it for that. And that's what you should do. But if you can't afford it, this is just like my way of proving to myself and to others that we, you can get it done with residential equipment and get yourself to a spot where you can be successful and, you know, purchase the residential or that, sorry, you can purchase the commercial equipment eventually by just working your way there. And you just got to make sure that you're saving up for it and charging enough to, uh, you know, like fill your truck up with gas and get around and pay yourself and fix any or do any maintenance while still saving for any future equipment. So knowing your numbers again, always boils back down to that. It's amazing, you know, how far that goes. But that is going to be the end of the episode for today. I appreciate everybody listening and being here again. You know, I'm going to try to get this to be a little bit more regular of a thing. That's why I'm sitting down. You know, I've recorded two podcasts today. I'll probably record one more just to, uh, you know, have a little bit of an archive forum that I can, you know, get them out a little bit more consistently over the next few days. This new system that I have allows me to record them in uh, like real time pretty quickly. I think the transition to get them onto the computer is going to be cool. Um, it's not a crazy setup. So my headphones actually that were supposed to come, I had talked about them coming on Saturday are delayed. They won't be here until tomorrow or the next day. And then they said if they're not there by then to call for a refund or let them know. But like, I don't want a refund. I want the headphones. So I'm going to do everything I can to get those so that we can keep these coming out pretty consistent, comfortably, and, you know, make them sound as good as possible. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate everybody being here. Have a great day. Stay safe, stay warm, and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.